Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. Welcome to Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with his dear, dear pal, Dave Damashek on hump day. Not just any hump day, any Wednesday, Shek. This is a big one. First of all, we're looking for office, office space. We're looking at office space, I guess. We're not looking for it. It's going to find us, Shek. We're getting together. We're doing that. We're getting nice. spaghetti, a, a sensible lunch, right? If that wasn't enough. Oh, thank goodness. A salad. That's what that's what his heart needs. Yeah, that's what we all need for our friend Eddie Spaghetti. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, pl- forgive me. I'm just still trying to wake up uh, after some nomulent uh, hard knocks. Oh, Ooh, my I know. goodness. My goodness. I want to talk Sal, about that's that. your team. Ugh. I don't mind it. Honestly, I don't mind. I, let the ho-hum episodes go by. I don't want uh, any nonsense coming out of this stuff. Any, We don't need any tells from this, right? I don't want to run trick plays. I don't want to see that my offensive lineman's in love with uh, stuffed animals. Any, I don't care about any of that. Let's just get to the football part of it and check yeah, what a football, what we're doing it today. Your guy, Alan Fanica, Pittsburgh Steeler, great Hall of Famer. We're going to mm-hmm. talk to him today. Yeah, not a, any any he, he escaped with a a respectable looking bust too. So he yeah, did he, well. Let's ask him. I guess busts. you know it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? I mean, we have to see. I think I'd be happy with that if I were him, but who knows? Yeah, I agree. Well, he's one of those guys too who you know was a gigantic outsized uh, superhuman when he retired and then he vanished for like four months and then he reemerged and was like, where the hell did Al- Alan Fanica go? You know, right, uh, right, he right. lost like a hundred pounds. Hopefully he'll be an inspirational tale for Eddie Spaghetti. Oh, uh, interesting. Maybe. You know okay. what? Yeah, that's right. We should get some tips for Eddie Spaghetti on how he did it. Uh, maybe yeah. Spaghetti who who are outsized, are super. Yeah, maybe he man. become a, a hall of fame inspirational speecher, a speaker or speaker. Yeah, yeah that could be. And, and, but yeah, like uh, with hard knocks, that's what, we learned connecting the dots here between your team and my team the Steelers we heard on um to on uh, on Tuesday Chase Claypool oh no bad ain't sevens carrying him off the practice field and everything else that's the kind of stuff you don't want right unfortunately on hard knocks there was really not much intrigue beyond the state of Zeke Ball's um anus I guess like that was like he, he had to get powdered to fix that up and that was like i say the most captivating portion of uh, it's so funny you, you uh, have you have mike mccarthy screaming for physicality and one of the least inspirational speeches you've heard ah, we need more physicality and then smash cut to baby powder and cd lambs candles and aziz vance saint laurent whatever it is uh yeah it's a it's a lot of i i i get i, I don't know about mike mccarthy I don't. I know. I'm laughing at him. The players have to be laughing at him too at this point, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, that it. It really. I don't think he's necessarily hurting the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys 2021 with his. Uh, I don't know what those are called, pep talks or talks or whatever. But mm-hmm. he certainly ain't helping nothing. That's yeah. Just a, we are spending time, our precious seconds here on the big blue marble, being wasted. Either if uh, you're in the Dallas Cowboys meeting rooms or if we're watching um, the Dallas Cowboys in their meeting rooms via our TVs. Either way, snoozy stuff. Yeah, I think we should be a little worried that the smartest coach in the room sounds like Ricky Gervais. I'm not sure uh, <laughs> if that was the intent. For, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe um, 
Jerry Jones did that to save on salt. Uh, actually, my biggest complaint of the whole thing is that there wasn't enough Jerry Jones. I, I think we need 15, 20 minutes out of Jerry Jones. We don't just need him fist pumping one of the, the linemen's kids in, in Mr. Burns fashion. It was very scary the way he did that. Um, but maybe I was just happy to see he survived the salt incident. From well, right. I, I agree with you. Uh, that was uh, that's to this point. I don't know what that says about uh, two episodes in of this year's hard knocks that the most captivating part was watching Jerry Jones put salt onto his uh, lukewarm right. breakfast sandwich. I I feel like they're leaning a little bit on the very slow-mo practice highlights against other teams or, or scrimmages or, yeah. or preseason games. Because for whatever reason, correct me if I'm wrong, the Cowboys have not fully flung the doors open for NFL films this year, right? We're not seeing very much of what goes on. Watching Ben DiNucci play Micah Parsons in chess ain't exactly the insider's access that we have right. come to exactly. come to to see with uh, with past. I, yeah, but you know, we know how people can be a pain in the ass. So I'm not sure what the behind the scenes, like on paper, the Dallas Cowboys hard knocks looks great, right? And Jerry Jones is going to be forthcoming and all that stuff. But in reality, maybe it's Zeke Elliott's like, Hey man, you got a half hour with me, and that's it. I don't, and I got nothing. They're like, all right, uh, uh, can we get you a gift? Well, we'll get you a gift to wrap, okay? It's like, all right, I don't have a gift. All right, we'll get you some, we'll get you some luggage, and you'll wrap it. Can you? You have YouTube on your phone? Yeah, all right, I'll do that. Okay, all right, then we're gonna pretend Dak comes to the door. Like, I, I you, you know how produced it is, and you know maybe these guys give you ten or twelve minutes. Uh, a shot. So I'm not sure how much we blame the producers of hard knocks. Yeah, it is a little lame with the playing chess. I like the practice stuff. I think the most, I really, do. I guess it's good. I mean, I really do think Washington is a, for instance, mm -hmm. would be interesting this year with Ron Rivera pushing, um, everybody getting the vaccine. And then some percentage of his players going like, yeah, we know you had, uh, you had very serious cancer, coach, but I'm still not getting it. The push and pull of those conversations or the, or, or the dynamic there would be much more captivating if, yeah. uh, to, to watch what goes on there. Or the bills with Deion Dawkins. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to make it um, because I had uh, the 19. And then Cole Beasley being like, well, that's too much information for me, man. I don't want to hear from you about that. That's a personal choice. Right. That would be that would be a captivating uh, edition of Hard Knocks, more so than what we're seeing. So I far think here. so too. One thing I do want to talk about, and I know, don't touch the quarterback is a thing because you know we're now down to Danucci in uh, <laughs> late August. Um, but you know, they preview this guy Kamara. They focus on him, right? Foreigner. He has his, his his family there. It's a nice, great story. And went to Kansas, and this is gonna be the first time the Arizona preseason game is gonna be the first time his family sees him play in the pros. Um, he's in practice, and they're yelling at him. You got to break down. You got to break down perfectly. He's undersized, so he has to do everything just right to get by the offensive lineman, and he does it. And he puts a, puts a three fingertips on Danucci's shoulder, and they're like, "What?" Oh, man, the Kamara just touched the quarterback. Don't touch the quarterback. It's like, you got to go full speed. You're trying to win a slot here. You got to, and then you have to stop immediately, right? Otherwise, you're going to yell that. Now this is a negative in the coach's eyes. I just felt bad for uh, something like that. That's a no win for that guy who's probably going to get cut. 
Yeah, it's funny, and of course, it's Ben DiNucci after all. Like, yeah, right. I mean, does That's he it. count? Does he? Does that really count <laughs> as a as a quarterback you can't touch? Don't touch the! Don't touch the! What are you? Look at the quarterback! Yeah, yeah. Don't touch. That's because they need the physical body, somebody to be throwing the ball at Cowboys practice that day, so you can't <laughs> have that guy get hurt. But that's the closest you ever hear. <laughs> When you think about it, I mean, obviously, we don't see 24 hours. We don't see the full practice. But right. you never once hear. It's interesting um, that, you know, as we move now into the phase of no taunting rules, when there were, you know, when when the focus was on and it just sort of remains on, you can't kind of you, – you have to fall on the quarterback a certain way when you're tackling, right. when, you, when you sack oh, him and worst. where your helmet is and everything. You never hear any coach anywhere on the practice fields like, hey, now, remember the new rules. You never hear that mentioned ever. It's weird because I think deep down they know, like, what are we going to do? We can't really modify the way – Right. You play football, and we're just going to have to. I, I think that is the. They're takeaway. happy they I, have one extra thing to yell about. I think. Have you ever? I mean, have you ever? Uh, you know, listened to Al Riveron or one of those guys talk about it at, in front of players. I've watched Riveron address these rule changes to current or just retired uh, pro football players, and they're mm. like. Well, that's hey, Al. There's no way around that. There's right, there's right. no way when I go for a tackle. There's no way I can adjust my head angle, my launch angle to tag. There's that's unrealistic. And Al Riveron's response was always now he's retired, but um, was was basically always like, well, better try. That Too was bad. basically it's like yeah, but you understand that when you're moving full speed, there's nothing you can do about that. Like, okay. It's basically that's we're, we're at an impasse now. This taunting thing, I guess, a player could try and restrain, but it is essential to football, isn't it? I mean, the, the, I know we've talked about this. Everybody, yes, we in saw the guys Mayor, playing chess yesterday. When they're playing chess, it makes sense. It's a quiet environment and everything, right? But um, yeah, I don't see it, and fo- it, it doesn't make any sense in football. And yeah, they should do like a. Um, what would they call those sports science? Remember those sports science episodes where you actually break down the velocity and everything else of a guy running or hurdling or whatever else? Like same kind of thing. Is he able to actually physically stop himself from celebrating or stop himself from touching the quarterback shoulder pad on this particular play? I think uh, a lot of times you'd see that the science indicates that you couldn't. The one thing I was bummed about is I felt like the Rams Cowboys fight. The highlights I saw for a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, were better than what was shown last night. Like, that's something they should, I don't know, there's a little skirmish, then all of a sudden one's shaking hands and um, trading jerseys after the scrimmage. But it's not how it <laughs> I seems. I love that they even have to do jersey yeah. swap kind of conversation even after a scrimmage. But again, I'm reminded, what is achieved in actual preseason games that can't be accomplished in those scrimmages. We don't need them. Let's stop this nonsense already. I I can't take it. Arguing with people online, Sal, people going after me about Justin Fields. I say, Justin Fields, is, oh, why Why didn't the, the the Broncos will rue not taking Justin Fields? Why didn't they take Justin Fields when they had a chance? They thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers, and then people are saying, oh, you're anointing him because he made three good throws in a preseason game. No, I'm not. I don't care about what happens in the preseason. I watched him play college football against Clemson and otherwise. That's why I like Justin Fields. These these preseason games are dividing us, Sal. They're dividing us as a football nation. Well, let's go to FanDuel for a second um, because they do have who's going to start for three teams. Now three teams are left here. 
uh, to decide who is going to start week one. And you talked about Denver Broncos. Drew Locke, would you take any of the underdogs in this situation? Drew Locke, minus 160 over Teddy Bridgewater, plus 125 to start week one. Cam Newton, minus 300 over Mac Jones, plus 230. Or Jameis Winston, minus 210 over Taysom Hill, plus 175. And then they have others. They have Trevor Simeon, 31 to 1. And your guy, Spaghetti, Ian Book, at 50 to 1. Uh, valiant effort against the the preseason the Maven Ravens there. Uh, anyway, he's at 50 to 1. Would you take any of those underdogs to start week one? We're looking at, I guess, two more preseason games and no injuries is all these favorites need to survive. No, I, I mean, at this point, uh, to answer your question, no, yeah. I'm, I'm going to ride with all the favorites there. But you know what we should do? Maybe. Eddie Spaghetti, you have a PlayStation 5, don't you? Yeah, I do. I think what we should do is, we've tried this in the past. Why don't you do it again here, Eddie Spaghetti? And I'm and, uh, for real. Why don't you, with the same roster, same personnel, except a quarterback, do Jameis Winston mm. against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, in Madden, sim, do a game simulation, and then do it with Taysom Hill. See who wins, and then that will. Then we can send that conclusion to Sean Payton to help. He could do him. well. It's not the Buck. Oh, you're just uh, just picking the Buccaneers because it's the rival, the division rival. Oh, well, whoever you want to play. Yeah. Uh, well, do, do, I thought you're going week one, but you could do the whole season with. Oh, that's that, a good idea. Yeah, yeah, do week one spaghetti, and that will that will provide some insight. We can help out our friends down there at uh, at Saints World. Why don't I you have do to this? say. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you. I think all the favorites of those three, Winston, Newton, and Locke. Now, I've maintained all year this could be a big moneymaker for Sean Payton. He puts K- Taysom Hill in on a gadget play on first and 10, and then we never see him again. It's J- Jameis Winston. Then he collects on the plus money, right? That would be something else. Um, so who's the starter? <laughs> who's technically the starter? I guess Taysom Hill. But um, not only do I like the favorites – I like Drew Locke a lot. I think the lock is a lock there at minus 160. Not a great price there, but um, I don't know. I don't know that they're going to give Teddy Bridgewater the opportunity to grab that from him. A and B, he had a pretty good opening preseason game, right? Yeah, but you're just not with Teddy B, his style of ball. You're just not going to be competitive in the AFC West with uh, with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. You know, and and, right. and Derek Carr. You're you're not playing. Uh, you're not keeping up with the Joneses within your division if you uh, if you go Teddy B. Drew Locke has you know cuts the figure more of gunslinger and all that, but he's he's you know he, he he's a step down or maybe several steps down from the guys I just named. Um, yeah, I just I'm trying to think for this specific bet, what needs to happen for Teddy Bridgewater to overtake Drew Locke? I mean, injury obviously. Um, I don't know that he'll get the reps. I just I think they're they're happy with uh, Locke at minus one sixty. Yeah, I think so too. And the head coach, you know, is a, I feel like offensive lineman uh, background feels like um, that you want that or, or you you feel like uh, you know defensive minded conservative kind of guy. You you feel like that they might go to Teddy B. And to play conservative, but that's just not a winning strategy, like I say, in uh, in AFC West 2021. So, yes, it's got to be Drew Locke. Somebody, I mean, right. Elway has to step in. I know he's not really supposed to be day-to-day weighing in on those things at this point, but he's got to be like, come on, let's go with Locke. It's our only yeah. chance here. I think that's it. I would say that. That's a good bet. Uh, that's not my pick of the day for the day, but jump on it now at minus 160. I think after this preseason week, by the way, they play Thursday or Friday. 
they could be up to minus 300, the, uh, you know, the Cam Newton type numbers. Uh, what else? We talk about these quarterbacks. Oh, well, got a little, a little less crowded in the room, Shaq. Tim Tebow cut, Josh Rosen cut. So, okay, Catholic, Jewish, uh, there's, you know, mm-hmm. no discrimination here. They're getting it from all ends here. Uh, Josh Rosen gone. Um, Tim Tebow, I, I don't want to make too much of it because it was not. The only thing I was thinking is maybe he was set up to fail. Maybe we always we always thought of Urban Meyer as a confidant, but maybe he has something out for Tim Tebow. It's like, <laughs> this guy can't block. A little trading places thing went on here, Sheck. And they knew Tebow would fail, and they knew there'd be um, funny um, highlights that they can giggle at of him spinning out of a block. Is that possible? Either way, he's gone. I like conspiracy theories, Sal. Mm-hmm. That's what our nation has been, consu- our society at large has been consumed by. So, fe- so, so feel free to perpetuate a new okay. one. That's, uh, we have room for one. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, just good for him. You know, his, his entire life is like a, uh, a Forrest Gump type reality show, whatever he mm-hmm. kind of like falls into, he gets to do. Very few other people would have the opportunity to be in their 30s after an excursion playing base, another fantasy opportunity. Yeah, I decided I want to play baseball, but you're not right. good at it, Tim. Yeah, well, ne- never mind. And now he's an off a, a, a tight end, which is what he should have. The irony is. Coming out of college, that's what he should have been. He should have been an H-back and focused on that in his early 20s, and maybe he would have had a chance of making it. But what an abject waste of time, and I don't care what people want to spin. Like, Urban Meyer, 4D chess. He brought in Tebow to show the rest of the Jaguars what work's all about, as though the assumption is for Herb or anyone who perpetuates that, that other football players aren't trying hard. And and Tim Tebow is the gold standard of hard work. I mean, it's, it's all absurd, and I'm sorry to the people who were excited about Tim Tebow um and whatever re- but i do see a lot of people saying that uh, like that was the only reason i was going to watch football was tim tebow there's that section of our right. population that says that and it's like it's it, it, it's confusing for me because i thought they didn't like when people kneeled and so i, right. I don't know what to make of it but now we well, don't have to worry about here's it here's something uh you're also not going to be know what to make of uh i work i work on fs1 one of the premier um mm host on that network came out with this tweet i don't want to name anyone you could probably figure it out or look it up someday 40 or 50 years from now people will wonder how that guy tebow took over one and four denver in 2011 and took it to the afc west title team rushing title overtime playoff win with 316 yards passing and now all capital letters and never got a chance to start another nfl game <laughs> now i know this is just a spark um <clears throat> more nonsense but right uh some 40 or 50 years from now i guess we'll have the benefit of <laughs> replay right and we'll be able to to help them along we'll be able to see this guy's throwing motion and how he, most of his passes bounced into the turf three yards short so i don't think people that'll help them the all the wanderers out there understand um, why he never got a chance to start again come on well i mean listen it's fair because uh i think you know what some 35 plus years beyond um, the Miami Dolphins going to the Super Bowl on the right arm of David Woodley. We're still asking, why didn't David yeah. Woodley get more shots in, <laughs> at pro football? Sure, the Pittsburgh Steelers started him for a few games there uh, in the mid 80s, but otherwise, you know, why did pro football turn its back on? I mean, right. just pap. 
Just, just, just jive. Just yeah, that's all it is. We don't have enough stuff to talk. All right, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> we could be done with Tebow. People get mad at me too. My God, oh, enough. Uh, Jamal Adams, highest paid safety, four years, seventy-two million dollars. I wait, extension. wait, wait. I well, one what? other thing I have to say is because what? then this right. opens the door because you were on the text chain too. Our pal mm. Jeff Schwartz, after Tebow, after mm. gets cut. He what does he do? He uses this as an opportunity to make some straw man argument at, at my expense, saying, "Well, see, oh, yeah. Shaq thinks uh, he thinks uh, foolishly thinks he could do things on a pro football field, but Tebow just showed what would happen if you ever put Dave out there." No, what that bum Tebow does or doesn't do on a pro football field is no reflection on me. But do you see how it further perpetuates their their uh, elite little club? Like you can't hack it on, <laughs> on the gridiron because Tebow couldn't. Damashek ain't the same. Damashek's quite there. Yeah, we both we both throw with our left paw. Fine. That's about the extent of our uh, of of the comp between Tebow, the pro football player, and Damashek. I, I, so I don't say. I don't like that. That it really. It, I know it, it you helps like these it. guys. I know anyway. you, you hate when people make sense, but I, I have to say one thing that I'm taking away from hard knocks is, Oh my God, it is damn hard to make a team. It is really hard to make an NFL team. Like you could be just as good as anybody else. And if they're five pounds more and, a, and, 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 a, and a hundredth of a second faster, you're out. Like I felt bad for that Kamara guy. Like, ah, oh, how does he make the 53? It's tough. It's tough. That's it not is the winnowing. It is, bass, it is just straight up beyond all that other stuff. And it is the, you know, I guess that's why we hear McCarthy go on and on like, Yanes, we got to we got to hit hard today. We got to hit like those kind mm. of things. I guess those are the the the, um, you know, just the slight edge that you get. But it all really 98 percent of the process is like who's who's big and fast. Because, like, if you ain't those things, then you don't even have a chance of making the right. team, to your point. Like, I don't know what special uh, right, right. story breaks through that. But it all comes down to, like, yeah, great guy, really good at uh, Division One, AA and all that. Like, yeah, he's just not he's just not fast enough for the NFL, like, to get rid of it. It, yeah. it, it is – that is striking is the – Such an uphill climb. Point one percent of the point one percent from college football making it to the NFL. Yeah, that, then, does, that does kind of break through. And then uh, the well, I mean, think about like the best athlete you know, and kind played football at your school, like or <laughs> or at your college. Who did? Who like, who like, was yours? Who did you uh, play? Uh, Any college level athlete? Even. Oh, um, there is a. I, I didn't play with them. There are some that went went from my high school to um, to the pros, and then got cut by the Bears in the first round or something. I'm trying to think. But they were the best there. in. They were the best in six counties, right? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. The best in six counties. Yeah. What about you? Is there, was there a high school? Well, we, we played in uh, in um, basketball. We played a team that had Darrell Porter on it. Who? Uh, you say Darrell Porter. He was the sixth man for Pitt mm. way back when. He was a he was a nice college basketball player. Didn't play NBA or anything like that. He put 40 on us in the first half. And they're like, yeah, that's enough, Darrell. You've you've shamed this uh, this collection of uh, of. Uh, teenagers enough i mean like borderline you know nice college basketball mm -hmm. player certainly not a superstar or anything like that it's crazy i i just well, I, love you know, I, what I, was I, earl campbell in high school i i, I just know. love those conversations I, what what the hell happened when um and the whole town has to come out to see this guy right <laughs> it's like yeah it's, it's a it's an alien uh, i i write about this in my book there was um 
I'll keep it short, but I was such a wise ass and the coaches hated me so much in football that they would, the kickoff team would kick off to me, just me and one blocker. And so I would get destroyed. And that was it. That was their practice. All right, kick off one and they'd come out and they'd kick off to me. I'd get one blocker and I'd get just hammered. And it was the first thing we did after stretches. So I'd get like nervous, like seventh period. I'm like, but I couldn't show it. And I get beat up. And then I was just like wrecked for the whole rest of the practice. Fast forward to week one, our game against Amityville, our kickoff team, we kick off to Rob Carpenter, who were late, later plays for Syracuse uh, and, uh, and the Jets. Um, took a, had a cup of coffee with the Jets in the NFL, runs it back untouched, 188 yards, whatever our kickoff was short, 88 yards for a touchdown. It's like, good. I was almost rooting for it. I was like, yeah, good. That's what you get for giving me no blockers. Our kickoff team's like, huh, what? We're, they're getting stuck. They're getting thrown on their ears, and that was it. And uh, from then on, I had blockers. So that was a nice story. But Rob <laughs> Carpenter is probably the best we played against. The son of Rob Carpenter, too, the the old the oiler and otherwise, right? It wasn't the son? That, isn't that weird? So there's Bobby Carpenter? Well, it wasn't Carpenter. the son. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm not even sure. You're not getting confused with Bobby Carpenter, the Ohio State and the uh, and the Giants. Rob Carpenter. No, wow, Bobby a lot Carpenter, of, Bob- of course, was the yeah. uh, was the first American hockey player drafted first overall, I believe, right. and and uh, he went to the Washington Capitals, I think, or maybe he went to the North Stars. I don't know, Sal. Listen. <laughs> This is what August does to our brain. It turns it into mush. And don't you know that while we flap our gums oh so casually here, that we are a mere 10 days away from college football You count that off. week zero, though, as the first week, right? That's week zero? I mean, they, you, have actual, you have actual... Yeah. I, I say this every year. I, it, it's my annual I like annual the full lament. slate where I got four games on at 9 in the morning here on the West Coast. I, I, I hear you on that. Yes, absolutely Michigan, right. yeah. But so I, I mean, here's let, let me get out another one of my annual laments. I mm-hmm. don't, and now it is extended into college football too. <clears throat> it, it was a pro football issue for me. We don't need divisional games in week one. We don't need games that have outsized import right out of the gate. You know, like the teams that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should play like the Houston Texans in week one. Now, I don't, you know. You don't need these juicy matchups, and you certainly don't need, in, on September 4th, and I say we don't need it, but I can't wait for it. When has there been a better college football game to start the season off than Clemson, Georgia? I mean, these, are, very these are two highly yeah. ranked teams. What I don't, that's great. What I really, really don't like, though, is that you have Nebraska and Illinois playing each other, and you have, like, actual Ohio State playing a good Minnesota team to start the season. What do we do? Who decided that we're starting conference play right out of the gate? I don't this know. is I don't I like, like the mix. Been, I don't know. We've Prairie. been out in the desert, Sal. We don't we, we've been out with uh, the football is desert. Just give us a cracker. We don't need filet mignon just yet. We just want to eat. Yeah, we but then you got get all something. the all the powerhouses playing Prairie View AM, and they, that's the that's the one they'll use for week zero. And that's I don't know what kind of celebration is that. I'm with you in the for the most part. F- finish up uh, strong in the division, even in the NFL. I don't need to see Cowboys Giants Sunday night every. First of all, it would make me sick the whole game thinking about it uh, Sunday night game. But yeah, uh, college college the same way. I like a little mix. A borderline uh, sharp college football sharp whispered in my ear just yesterday, Sal. Mm-hmm. That and maybe that's a good little uh, teaser for you. To, to take a shot at Alabama of course we know they're loaded up in terms of pedigree 
but right. inexperience could undo them against oh. a game Miami team. So too could be the undoing of the Ohio State Buckeyes against the aforementioned Gophers in week one. Inexperience for two mm. highly talented, highly rated teams. Maybe you tease those two underdogs and, uh, oh, and get boy. a better number on those two. That's get, you know, get out of, of the trouble. gate. To, what do you yeah. think of that? Uh, well, so Ohio State's 13 and a half point favorite over Minnesota. Ohio State's on the road, right? And then Alabama, you're looking at 18 and a half, if I remember. Is that what right? it was? Yeah. So you get another 24 and a half. I don't know. I gotta look. I gotta look more closely at those matchups. I love the college football lines are the best. They 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 make me laugh out loud when I see like forty four, forty. Yeah, we yeah we like Auburn to beat whatever Patsy they're going up against by thirty seven and a half. I yeah. like I, I I like the hook put in well, on that. Uh, well, don't worry, it never comes down to that number, so don't even no, ever okay. worry about it. Never does. Uh, let me get this out. Jamal Adams signs with the Seahawks. You don't have them making the playoffs. Four years, no. seventy two million dollars. They locked that up. I think it's good having a happy Jamal Adams back there roaming the secondary. Definitely helps. What do you have, like nine and a half sacks last year? I think he missed a handful of games. Missed four games. Classic 21st century defender, right? Like you call him by – it would have been – it would have been fun to see – had he tried to do what Jimmy Graham did, whatever that was, a handful of years ago, when he was like, I'm not a, don't, don't uh, tag me as a tight end. I'd rather be a receiver. Right. Same thing if Jamal Adams tried to go with edge rusher as opposed to safety. The, the, the difference in dollars, if they tagged him, would have been, uh, mm-hmm. would have been vast. I, w- I just would have loved to have seen how that would have shaken out. But, yeah, good for Jamal Adams. He's a Good for man. Jamal Adams. Good for the Seahawks. I still have them with 10 wins. We're going uh, over against the odds. We're going over the NFC North tomorrow, and we did the NFC East. Surprisingly, I took the Cowboys. Just ignore whatever I say about the East. I'm always wrong about it. But um, let's switch. We have Fanica coming on in a few minutes. But the NBA Christmas schedule was released. And guess what, Check. I don't care to even give it one minute. This is football time. This is it. NBA. So they finished their summer league. Uh, like, all right, take a breath. Go ahead. Go do your thing. You're, you know, still 50 days out from uh, opening tip. No, they got to release the schedule. I see it as a slap in the face to football and hard knocks and preseason and everything else that they do this. The Thanksgiving football schedule matters to me. When it comes out, I have to see. It's the first thing I look at. Oh, yeah. schedule! Uh, I, I don't care who plays the season opening game unless it involves my team. I don't. I don't. Oh, the Cowboys have to. Oh, the Buccaneers and the implications. We know that the the home right. team, the the defending champ, almost always wins that game. Bet the mm-hmm. uh, bet the Bucks. I'm sorry, Sal. The um, but the hockey game on New Year's Day used to intrigue me. Not so much anymore. I think we now the Field of Dreams game. They're going to probably do that every year based on the uh, the yeah. TV rating success that that was. the The Christmas Day NBA lineup means nothing to me. It is like we're like five weeks into the season. I feel like an I, old I don't jerk care. too. I don't care either. I'll, I'll go over the games. Knicks home for the Hawks. Okay, obviously that was a nice playoff matchup. Uh, Bucks home for the Celtics. I don't know what to think about these Celtics. Every year it's the same kind of thing. Suns, Warriors. I'm not even going to comment on it. Is it Lakers, Nets? Okay, so that's the big one, right? That's the 815 Eastern game on Christmas. And then Utah, 
Dallas is the one after that when you're drunk and can't stay up for any. When they're 82 or or, or 81 or they're 82 or uh, shame the yeah. devil, 162 games. Right. How can any one of them feel special? The Field of Dreams is the answer to that, or the outdoor hockey game is another answer to that. The yeah. date that the game is played is not reason enough for me to watch, except. Right. On Thanksgiving, because it's a weird day that the game's being played on a Thursday, and you have three games in the middle of the week, and that stands out as special. Oh, it's Christmas just, Day that there are the basketball Thanksgiving. games on, it's background noise to me. It's on the whole it. day, but I don't really, who cares? Right. Uh, hey, oh, Fandle. Have you heard about these guys at Fandle? I have, yes. Check. You can watch these games. Christmas, Thanksgiving, doesn't matter. But if you want to add a little excitement to whatever holiday or non-holiday, your watching experience will be enhanced by betting all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. There's a reason FanDuel's America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets. And yes, when you win, they get your winnings safely in as little as 24 hours. Yes. Uh, oh, right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. It seems crazy. Thousands a lot of dollars. Just place a bet mm. on any game and FanDuel will refund you up to a grand back if you don't win your first bet. Why doesn't like Jamal Adams do this? Just take all your $72 million and, and just keep opening accounts. That's what I would do if I were him. No strings attached. Just place any bet you want. You win, you keep the cash, you lose. You get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in sight credit. Yes. Oh, the Northern Trust Open is here. Uh, oh. Jordan Spieth becomes the first professional golfer to sign with a uh, sports betting provider, and it's FanDuel. And I like him at 18-1, to 1, Shaq. Why not? Let's take Jordan Spieth. Let's welcome him to the family. He won the Valero, second at the Open. He was second in another big tournament. 18-1, to 1, Jordan Spieth, to win this Northern Trust. They tee off Thursday. If you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. And be sure to sign up with promo code extra points so they know I sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook. Promo code extra points. Let's go for our picks of the day as we uh, wait here for Alan Fanica. Let's make it real quick. Check. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna make. I've been terrible with these. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm zigzagging, trying to find the the, the Indians over the Twins and games that no one really cares about. Here's something. I'm going with a trend. Brother Bry has been laying on this for two weeks. On August second, check the Orioles beat the Yankees seven to one. Since mm. then. They have lost 13 in a row by two or more runs. And only one game in that stretch where they only won by two. So they've won three or by three or more in 12 of the last 13. And they lost 10-0 yesterday to the Rays, who are just really trying to keep pace with these Yankees. You don't want to be overtaken by the Yankees, who swept the Red Sox yesterday. I'm not even looking at the pitchers. And I'm not even going one and a half, because that's like minus 180 right there. Uh Tampa Bay Rays minus two and a half runs, Shaq. That's crazy. What is that in football? 18, 19 points in an NFL game? Two and a half uh, runs? Yeah, I, I was going to say two touchdowns. Yeah, but that's, uh, yeah, okay. That's, that's big. What, right there. Minus two and a half runs. So this is where the streak ends. Minus 110. You were a winner earlier in the week. What do you say? What do you say for baseball? Is it? Ba I guess it's baseball. What I gotta say because we gotta celebrate. Uh, we have to offset what uh, Harry's doing to our collective reputation um, in the sports gambling space oh my here. God. I, I, He's I, under seventeen percent for the last I, two months. That's insane. I don't know if you know uh, Anton Shigur. You don't have to be flipping a coin to know that if you flip a coin, you're right half the time. He. This is. This is. <laughs> 
This, this is cataclysmically sad for what uh, Harry's doing here. Um, I am going to say that uh, a, a, a meaningful ball game, the Brewers now pulling away in the central, but the Cardinals still scratching for a wild card. They're coming on a little bit. They just got back uh, pitcher Flaherty after sitting down for the last two and a half months, a good first outing. Um, but now he's going against uh, Freddie Peralta and the Brew Crew. I like this number here. The Brewers on the road in Bush Stadium, Battle of the Beers um, between these two uh, these two mm-hmm. beer making towns. The Brewers laying one and a half on the road. Freddie Peralta has also been strong pretty much throughout the season. The Brew Crew plus one fifty two. That's too good to pass up. Too juicy and odds there. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take that. Also, I'm intrigued by the total. What do you think about that? It's, it, it jumps out at me like, well, you got to bet the over seven, right? The total on this is seven. I don't know. I'm going to avoid it. That's I feel like they're trying to tempt me to do something. Yeah, that I think make they're sense. looking at a 4-3 game, which would uh, will not be good for you. So, yeah, the runs are, are, no, are right. premium in the, for this pitching matchup. But, yeah, I'm going right. to take yes, the, the Brewers the- who are blowing out the rest right. of uh, a decent NL Central, but the Cardinals are playing for some. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. lay the one and a half plus one fifty two for one of the very best teams and a legit contender to to reach uh, the World Series here. I'm I'm going with the Brewers. There you go. All right, plus one fifty two. Yes, and just for the novices out there, in a game in a coin flip game, and the Brewers on the natural line are minus one twenty. When you're getting giving the run and a half, you're going to get about plus one fifty. You're going to get a good price. Hmm. Now, when you have the Rays playing the Orioles. You give one and a half, you're only minus 182. I was going to jump on that, but I didn't feel like I was doing anyone any favors there. Minus 182. That's why I went with minus two and a half, which is a coin flip uh, right there. So raise minus two and a half. You're going brew crew plus one and a half. I promise we'll have football soon enough, right? Well, here's another one for you because I agreed with it and I didn't get it out uh, last week when we were going over some NFL player props I, or uh, um league leaders um in 2021 i like chase young was it brother bry who threw that brother out as well? for most sacks yeah yeah 12 to 1 uh yeah. to to um lead the league in sacks i like how it sets up for him to see again you're being swayed being by the preseason nice little uh, little yeah that's what it is that's right got through on the highlight mm-hmm. there yeah i don't know if he'll be a sack machine right he uh obviously it's his first year so he did pretty damn well but he didn't still comparatively not up there with the with the big guns yet, but well, I like you know Cleo Max sack totals, notwithstanding, because he mm-hmm. he is often a one man wrecking crew in pass rush. It, the the thing to look at is um, do they have someone formidable on the other side that the offensive line has to concern themselves with? That's right. that's what sets up, and so now you're betting if if you like Washington's pass rush in that division, which you should. Um, do you like uh, Chase Young over Montez Sweat becomes the calculation? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's true. I will say this. It's not, and there's good value. I like that bet, but it's not a fun bet to root for sometimes when your guy's getting triple teamed. It's the most annoying bet. If you, if you're like in week 17, like, oh, wow, I'm going to, I got, all right, uh, Chase Young is, is tied with Khalil Mack or whoever, uh, one of the Watts. Uh, I'm going to take a look here. And then you, you key on that game and you see your guy getting triple T, you'll, you'll start throwing the remote around the room for the next three hours. It's very sad. It, 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 it sucks to root for that, but good value in 12 to 1. All right, check. This is a big moment. Let's bring him in. Our guest is a nine-time Pro Bowler, a Super Bowl champion, and now a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Dave Get your hands out of your pants and put them together for Hall of Famer Alan Fanica. What's happening, Alan? 
Oh, man, what's going on, guys? Congratulations on a, a well-deserved Hall of Fame enshrinement. It was a big week. It was you, Troy Palomalo, Bill Cower, Donnie Shell, Bill Nunn, all Pittsburgh guys. All the, Why didn't they do this at Permantes? I don't understand why you had to go to Canton. They should have brought it to you, right? They, they should have. They should have. You know, I said all week long that it was uh, Pittsburgh West. You know, they, they, Pittsburgh just relocated for the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They well, yeah, it was. I think it was our make good as a Pittsburgher myself. I think it was our make good for what Cleveland did when they came into Heinz Field in January. We had to remind everybody who's boss and uh, and taunt the the people of Ohio and let them know what really matters and uh, and, and the trophies and such that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have and the Cleveland Browns don't. As far as Palomalu, great speech by you uh, about. The, the difference in being on the Pittsburgh Steelers versus one of the 31 other pro football teams. Um, Palomalu's speech hit on that even harder. Did you, are you cynical the way some people are that Palomalu was indicting the current Steelers that they don't have the same love and togetherness that, that maybe a decade ago your edition of Pittsburgh Steelers had? Um, you know, I think the game itself is just different. You know, I think, uh, you know, the people evolve, the culture evolves. I think uh, things are just different. Um, uh, you know, I, I didn't really pick up uh, on that uh, as much. Uh, that's what you're saying from his speech. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think there, there's definitely a culture that um, – and former players, uh, we, we just we have a pride in, you know, we have a pride in in what we carried along and what we passed forward and just the uh, the homage and respect to be paid towards that. Right. We all we all are lucky enough to to have stepped into it, uh, but you got to honor it while you're there. You know, you chose Heinz Ward as your presenter to the delight of Steelers Nation, who all think he deserves to be in Ken. Uh, of all the people you could have selected, why was it important for you to pick Hines? I know you guys were drafted in that same 98 class, right? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's such a huge, huge honor, huge, you know, huge feat, right? Who, who do you ask, right? In your whole life, who, who do you ask? So, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a very daunting uh probability a question to, to figure out uh but you know the more i thought about it the more i, I felt like uh guys i played with and and it was just Heinz. and you know there's a lot of things in life uh, that you know for any reason you know they just feel right and Heinz just felt right you know we've uh we've always had a tight bond we've always had a tight bond uh on the field off the field and it was just the right choice, and, and I love having him there. And I'm just so glad he he was able to make it. Uh, he's I, he's uh, his wife's gonna have a baby any day now, so it was a little touch and go there for a while. They act they have to name it Alan, right, boy or girl? At this point, I, I would I wouldn't do that to him. They're they're, they're <laughs> free to do whichever whatever way they want to go. Okay. What do you think of um, a big talking point this offseason? And in fact, last season, even during the, you know, 11 and 0 run, and then things got sideways and people really started to focus on Juju Smith Schuster shamefully standing on other teams' logos. People very out of uh, uh, worked up a, a, about this. Now, NFL wide, no taunting is, is uh, the, the big concern for um, the power makers. What do you think about, is it a problem in 2021 that Juju does what he does? Does that actually motivate opponents? Where do you come down on that issue? 
you know, I, I come down on the issues. Uh, if you're if you're not in the nitty gritty, getting uh, grinding it up with the big boys, then you probably don't need to be saying anything. You know, it's uh, it's a, mm. the equivalent. To, I, I played with a guy, and he would always talk smack to the entire uh, uh, defensive line, and you know, it never really bothered me because I thought it was hilarious. But some guys on the line would start punching them and say, "Man, talk to your guy. Leave my guy alone. Uh, don't <laughs> rile, don't rile my guy up." Um, so, uh, you know, that, that's my thought, man. You know, if you, uh, if you really feel like you uh, are speaking for the team, uh, you know, you need to make sure that you are speaking for the team and there's the right reason to be speaking. So wait a second. What you're saying is Juju equals the lady at SoFi Stadium who threw the Coke at oh, the guy yeah. that started the big fun, uh, the the big fight uh, the other day at the preseason game, she didn't actually have to throw any hands. She just lit the fuse by throwing the cup. That's what Juju's doing. In she lit words. the fuse, yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a little bit, I guess. That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if uh, uh, you know, if you're going to talk, you got to be able to back it up. And if uh, if you play a position that you can't necessarily back it up all the time, uh, maybe that's uh, a decision you made uh, in the wrong. Speaking of lighting the fuse, <clears throat> I watched this back a, a few times now, even yesterday. Can we say that you had the best block in Super Bowl history when you helped spring Willie Parker for the 75-yard touchdown against the Seahawks? You could say it right now. I mean, it's, it's one of the many reasons. Hey, you, 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 can feel, you can feel free to carry that on. You can say that for eternity. I won't stop you. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, no one cares what I say. I think you should make a point right now and say this is why – you know, it could have been part of the Hall of Fame speech, but I understand why you maybe left it out. Um, you know, uh, that was just a great setup and a great play. Um, just really, uh, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be a hard one to break, I think, the, uh, for the longest touchdown ever. So I think it's going to be talked about for a long time, even outside of uh, Steeler Nation. So uh, but, but just really uh, an exciting, uh, you know. Love it when a plan comes together, man, because it was a total setup from the beginning, and, and they, they took the, the bait, and uh, we ran away boy, with the touchdown. Look who's working in some Papard, old-school uh, <laughs> uh, A-team there from Alan Fanica. Why do you suppose, Fanica, that um, – and I hope we have time to talk about your choice to wear number 66 in black and gold. You know, I'm a big fan of yours, but I'm curious how what pushback you got over the uh, course of your career wearing that around uh, the banks of the Three Rivers with Lemieux. Um, but why in the bayou, with Ike Taylor and Ryan Clark being two of them – why do you suppose Pittsburgh produces quarterbacks? Why, you're an anomaly coming from that part of the country. Why is the Bayou so good at churning out? Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, and otherwise. I'm fascinated by its ability to just wide receiver, DBU. I don't, I, I don't get it. What gives there? Um, you know, man, there's something in the water down there, right? Um, so it's, uh, it's just been a factory for, especially of late, right? Of late, it's been... Uh, uh, incredibly unreal and um, just, uh, you know, see my helmet back here on my left. You know, it's it's a proud point, man. It's it's definitely grown and it, and it keeps growing. And I think and I think that's what keeps bringing guys there. You know, even the, the guys that are out of state, you know, they're coming there to 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 get on some of that. And they want to be a part of that. And that's uh, that's great. Let me interrupt here, Sheck. Let me ask you, Dave, what who is the Best 66 in Pittsburgh sports history. Mario right Lemieux. Now. I'm sorry. Listen, I, I Fanica, oh big fan, DeCastro. Look, I, I, I long time Pittsburgh Steelers backer. But of course, I mean, Fanica knows it, right? Fanica, what, how, how say you on this? 
Oh I man, I, I got a, you just got, got a got nice a gr- big football bus, but you know, Lemieux is Lemieux. This is this is. I, I got a great I got a great story. So, uh, Mar- uh, Mario's starting to talk about coming back, and the city's starting to get the the you know the energy starting to come back, and we're cutting down a, a, a back street on the south side. I don't know where Julie and I are going, and somebody did a nice little drawing. It's probably some kid drew like 66 and it's black and gold, right? Black and gold. But, you know, and and Julie's like my wife, she's like, look there. And I'm like, baby, that's not for me. (laughs) That's got nothing to do with me. (laughs) Mario's on his way back. That's all about Mario. People are getting pumped up. She thought, she thought these people, you know, took the time to make this little artwork and put it in their front window on the street. And I was like, nope, that is not for me at all. Um. <laughs> you you could have made yourself people would have been very conflicted on the banks of the three rivers because everybody loves you and the Steelers. but if you would have been like if mario comes back that's fine but he has to wear 65 because i'm 66 <laughs> now yeah that would have been you could have made yourself a villain to some in the city there yeah i, I might have not i might have not lasted 10 years though I what go do you with think Alan. of I go with Allen as the best 66. And I, I apologize, Alan, for Sheck's uh, the insubordination there. If you want to hit the leave meeting button right now, I understand. But really, you're the best 66 in Pittsburgh history. There you go. Well, thank you. There you go. <laughs> go ahead, Sheck. What are you going to say? You're going to insult yeah, yeah. Well, I do. I, I have a question about the 2021 edition, if we can talk about that very quickly. I, I, I am. Uh, somebody who does not pretend to know about offensive line play. You're one of the few people who actually probably can weigh in on this. What do you make of, to me, it's the great unknown. We don't know what these five guys are going to be for the 2021 Steelers, but of course it's essential to what happens in the AFC North. If they are, um, you know, middle-class even as a collective, I think that with the weapons, there's a chance for the Steelers to be really relevant come January. How say you, what are these guys going to be? Can you predict a bunch of five guys who are mostly young guys who haven't played together? I don't, I don't think you can predict it. I think it's going to be a, you know, week one, two, three, first month of the season until you'll, you'll really get a, a sense for their identity of, of who they are as a group. Uh, and, and how the offense is going to use those guys. How hard are they going to lean on the run game? Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to get a little pieces and a little taste in the preseason, but it's, it's, it's never true, you know. Everything's so vanilla, very bland. Uh, you know, we're not seeing anything of what they're practicing uh, behind closed doors at practice. So uh, it, it's going to be a while to find out. But, you know, I think I, I've been saying this all, all summer long. When, when there's a, a, a problem from the previous season – and you just you're you're pounding on it the whole off season. It's gonna get better. Hmm. How much better is the question? It's gonna be better because there's no way possible with just it just being pounded on you all summer long. You're gonna be better, but it's just a matter of how much better. So I, th- so, I think uh, the, that that the addition of Najee Harris is gonna be great too. So that's gonna help those guys out at top uh, up front a lot. So uh, I, I look for good things, but. It's going to be hard to see, hard to tell until we get them into the season a little bit. As I say, Sal, I mean, at some point when I watching on TV can tell you where the ball's going to go in the last quarter of the season last year, Roethlisberger was limited, couldn't get off his spot. They couldn't run the ball, so it was pretty easy to predict. Yes, I think uh, brighter days lay ahead for that offense. But do you, Sal, detect mm. in Alan Fanica, the Bayou's own, that maybe 15-some-odd years on the banks of the Three Rivers – 
Now you have a Pittsburgh accent, Fanica. Yeah, there was I mean, a little it's something. It's going on, dude. It's going on. I don't know what it's going to be. Like Zach Banner and, and Chooks, they might be good, but, I, dude, I don't know what's going to be. You know, they I guess we'd have to pull up good, an interview right? from 2005 to compare, but I do hear I do hear a little Yinzer in Has there. You got, you got one of them accents now, the Yins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I spent a lot of time there, so you never know. You never know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Pittsburgh is a second home, so uh, it wouldn't bother me at all. By the way, Mario Lemieux doesn't even speak English, right? So that there's right right there. He speaks uh, French Canadian. If that what is that a language? Shame I don't on know. You. Come on, sixty six. Uh, we have the best sixty six right here. Real quick, Alan. You know we like to make money. We discuss gambling on this show. We love the player props, but there's no player props for offensive linemen, and I feel like there should be now. There's certainly metrics out there for you know uh, the least sacks allowed or most pancakes would be fun trash talking like you brought up there's got to be something we could take to FanDuel, right which which metric would you like to bet on for it's all the long game though all that that's all the long game i don't know everything's about the, the quick bet now the quick uh yeah yeah, yeah. The quick uh i've got some buddies that make bets and i'm like what kind of bet are you making i mean i'm like <laughs> they're making second half bets third quarter bets <laughs> i'm like oh yeah it's a it's a whole new world out there yeah it certainly is. It's a whole new world. I right, check. I'll give you another opportunity to apologize to Mr. Fanica here for saying. Well, uh, I'm a big fan. I'm happy for you that you got a better bust than Palomalu got. Yeah. Palomalu, a great, but you know, I, I I don't know that they did a great representation of his bust. But you know, I I don't know. Listen, I I, I speak every week to uh in football season to your pals uh randy bauman and, and bill crawford and we we go on and on about the rivalry against the ravens and against the Brown. lay it on steelers nation nay lay it on the football universe here it sets up interestingly that it's neither the ravens or steelers who are supposed to win the north this year nay it's the brownies are you scared that uh, that the North is about to be ruled by Baker Mayfield and company. I don't think or do he gets the Steelers scared. Do- I'm looking at him. Yeah, he's not a guy. Guy gets scared. I, I, I'm curious. How d- does that set up? Uh, does that set up nicely for the Pittsburgh Steelers to be looking up at the Cleveland Browns in the preseason rankings, according to the so-called experts? I think it sets up nice nicely for everybody but the Browns. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> that's pressure, uh, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know, man. You know, there's lots of times, even when I was playing, right, the Bengals are supposed to be the new wave. And, uh, you know, that's that's good. Everybody's going to be good every once in a while. But, uh, you know, it takes that consistency to be, uh, in my book, considered the, the favorite. Uh, you know, new guys on the scene aren't, aren't necessarily the favorites. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think they are a better team, but uh, I, don't, I don't think they're favorites to win the division. There you and go. One of the big questions of 2021 going into it, have we seen is, is let's just be frank and honest with one another here. 66. Um, a lot of people, the cynic said it's over when you hit your cliff as a quarterback in the NFL, it's a, it's a steep drop off. Have we seen that happen to Roethlisberger or is there something left in the tank? I don't, I don't think we saw, you know, I don't know that we saw the, the cliff for him, I think we saw the cliff of the offense and what was going on and a little bit of the perfect storm as far as, uh, you know, a couple pieces that were aging here and there and uh, underperforming uh, in certain positions. And I, and I think, you know, he owned it. And I think that's what leaders do is that they own the problem. They put it on their shoulders. Uh, that's what I always tried to do as well. So I, I think uh, you, you'll see good things out of Ben this year, I think. And, 
you know, he, he's a leader of that team now. He's a leader and he takes it and he owns it. So, uh, you know, that doesn't surprise me. Go Tigers. Go St- Here we go, Steelers. Have a good uh, season. You're already in the best place of all for a football player, Alan Fanica. There you Can't go, Alan For Fanica. all of time. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate, appreciate it, guys. All right. Hey, this Take has been care. fun. Let's do it again. All right. You got it. Look at that, Alan. Sixty-six. He's one of the great sixty-sixes in Pittsburgh sports uh, history. That's what? nice. You, you should have lied and said he was your favorite. I can. I don't jive people, Sal. I have my integrity. <laughs> That's all I have. What am I going to lie to Fanica? I love Fanica. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Lemieux's the greatest hockey player in the history of people, though. I mean, well, well, you know, come on. I take his silence on the Palomalu bust issue as uh, as an agreement that yeah, he, he got the better so. bust. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, one of the top two 66s in Pittsburgh uh, history. That was a lot of fun. And it was. I think you, they had, I, I think the Buckos once had a 66. I'm trying to think who it was. I think Sal Sinceri wore it, a, a middle oh. linebacker for uh, Pitt football in the Dan Marino era. Yeah. Was 66. I didn't even mention him to Fanica. That would have been face, a slap in the face. Babyface Solomon, come on, you're a Steelers fan. What, what did you think? You no, he's not. He's a Yankees fan. You appreciate. Uh, Dave answering honestly there. Dave, uh, I believe the pirate you're thinking of is Devadas Naraskas, I believe. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, no, Dave, Dave is right. Any, any self-respecting Yinter's got to go with number 66, Mario Lemieux. And uh, yeah, but Sadly, we agree on something. Great. That was good. What, what was I supposed to do? Have no dignity to well, Fanica's Lemieux's never face? coming on this show. Fanica, we can maybe get once or twice more. That would be my the equation that ran through my head. Being <laughs> <laughs> posed that question. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it more as we're uh, looking for offices today. Um, Babyface, you can't join us, right? Because you have like three jobs or something, right? Or or can you? I cannot. Dave already called the biggest office, though. He will. He already told me. <laughs> don't even don't even show up. He said we're not sharing an office. Okay. He, he said uh, he's taking the biggest office, and uh, I'm out. <clears throat> He gets office number 66. It's going to be fun. We're getting together. We're having lunch. We're looking for offices. Listen Alan Fanica's a Yinzer now. He really is. He's I on. He's Roethlisberger. He to- he, he's a leader, dude. Yeah, and so <laughs> you, you, you hear how he done it. He say, like, it's on me, everybody. I'm the reason we lost to the Bryans. That was fun. That's what that a leader good does. Times. It really was. You have minus three coming up with Kevin Hench. That's tomorrow, right? Where are we? Wednesday already? Yeah, we're on Wednesday. We'll talk to Hench. We talked earlier in the week to uh, Matt Money Smith, the uh, voice mm-hmm. of the Los Angeles Chargers. He is obviously paid by the Chargers, so take it with a grain of salt. But he's all in on Damashek's prediction. AFC West champions, the Chargers. And uh, he sings songs about Derwin James on down. He thinks he's the best player, if healthy, in all of pro football. Wow. That's a strong statement. And Money ain't one to get hyperbolic. So really it was good. A, that was a good conversation. Really good. All right. We have Against All Odds coming up tomorrow. Freddie Roach is on. We had, oh, man, we had Gable Stevens, and the guys went crazy. You a gold medalist, uh, Shaq. Went nuts. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit. He, he grabbed him around the waist. He did it. Like, what? <laughs> what happened? I didn't see what happened. Oh, he got him? He did? No. He put his arms around it's the right. guy? It's not about explaining the rules to you. Of, uh, of college, um, college. We already fixed water polo. I can fix wrestling now. It's true. So let's get on that. They were great. Uh, was that this week already? That, that was, was this week. week. So. Yeah, that yeah. was right. I'm losing yeah. track, but they were terrific. It, we had two uh, two uh, two yeah. gold medalists from the H2 throw competition at yeah. uh, at the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, he, he look. He grabbed him. He, he did it. He got. He put his hand around the guy. He got uh, him. Gold medal. Come on. 
Stop it already. Enough. <laughs> We're going to preview college Monday. <laughs> college football Monday. Uh, yes, Kirk Herbstreet is on. And right. Spaghetti's going to take his thyroid medicine. And we're going <laughs> to gonna get back to normal here. Against all odds, like I said, NFC North. And we have Freddie Roach on also tomorrow. And just a reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. <laughs>